0: Welcome friends to part one of this preaching series for Lent, Crisis precedes Renewal, where we see that it is true, life does begin at 40. As you are watching this video, I'm actually not in Ottawa. I have recorded this video earlier in the week and I have arrived at St. Padre Pio Parish in Kleinberg, Ontario, north of Toronto to begin one of five different parish missions I'll be leading in this season of Lent. If you want to follow my schedule, you can go to my homepage, PadreAMAC.com and under the heading, Where is Father Alan? You will see my schedule Schedule. I hope to meet as many of you as possible at these different parish missions. Please do introduce yourself to me. I want to thank you personally for your ongoing support and encouragement of this ministry. I hope the arrival of Lent on Ash Wednesday didn't catch you off guard all in a panic. If it did, well, start today. Today is the first day of Lent. First time for us to open our hearts to the Lord, inviting him to speak to our hearts, calling us to particular prayers, fastings, almsgivings, as a way of entering into the wilderness with him. Crisis precedes renewal. And we, we can identify with Jesus in our second reading we have here today from 1 Peter, where it says that Jesus was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in in the spirit i want to be alive in the spirit in this season of lent crisis precedes renewal and lent comes from an old english word for spring and we go through the crisis of winter knowing that eventually it does turn to the new life of spring and so lent is an opportunity for us to enter again into the wilderness with the lord through our prayers our fastings our almsgivings, but ultimately it is the way by which we open our heart to the Lord Jesus that through these various crises that we intentionally, purposefully take on, we can experience a new heart, a new life, new vision, new capacity to love, new enthusiasm for the gospel, a change for the better. Crisis precedes renewal. I started this podcast by saying that life does begin at 40, and I'm grateful to my friend Connor Brownrigg for the reflection that he had for this first Sunday of Lent in the Missalette Living with Christ that we have here in Canada for this particular Sunday. And he mentions this, life beginning at 40. Noah, who himself was marooned on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights as it rained after which God created a covenant through him with with us his people and then Moses who was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights and then received the law Goliath taunted the Israelites for 40 days after which he was defeated by David who stepped up And began a new life for himself in the Lord as a result of facing that particular crisis, bringing about renewal. And Jesus, in today's gospel, we're told, was in the wilderness 40 days after which he began his public ministry. And that's an important principle to keep in mind. After Jesus spent time in the wilderness, then he began his public ministry. Crisis precedes Renewal. All of these individuals, the Lord Jesus himself, experienced crises that preceded renewal, that brought about a capacity to step out in faith, to occupy that place on the front line of the new evangelization that we have been invited to actively participate in. But the Lord Jesus allows us this period of time, by his grace and our cooperation— We've got to work on it to grow, to mature, to develop, to become saints through this experience. Crisis precedes renewal. Their life began at 40, 40 days. Incredible time of opportunity. The season of Lent mirrors Jesus' own time in the wilderness. And we too are brought to a new life at 40. It could be 40 days. Could be forty weeks. Could be forty months. Could be forty years. And this is the fourth Sunday, the fourth Sunday in a row that we are reading through Mark's Gospel, chapter one. Albeit today we're going back in time. Jesus began his public ministry renewal when he experienced crisis. The Gospel we have here today says that after Jesus was baptized, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. Now, the context being that Jesus was baptized, and earlier in the Gospel of, of Mark, we have the notation that he, Jesus, saw the heavens opened, and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Now, if that was me, I think to myself, great, great, this is great. The Holy Spirit has come down upon me. I've got it made. i am arrived. I've arrived. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, here comes the Holy Spirit. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I'm the Lord's blessed. He knows be my name. This is great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Holy Spirit. Where are we going? You're leading me where? You're driving me where? Into the wilderness. Why would I want to go there? But yet, that is where Jesus was led. And that is where you and I are being led in this season of Lent. Mark doesn't mention by name the types of temptations that Jesus went through during his time in the wilderness. But he does mention that Jesus was with the wild beasts. Why? What's the context of that? Well, Mark was writing to the early church in Rome who were experiencing persecution and martyrdom for the faith. The Emperor Nero, to distract the people's attention from all the economic problems that were going on, set the city on fire. And he blamed the Christians for doing so. What's that political expression? Why let a good crisis go to waste? And so Nero used this circumstance, and he blamed the Christians, who were then sent to their death, sent to martyrdom, in the Colosseum, attacked and killed by wild beasts. And so what Mark is communicating to his audience is that Jesus did not Jesus' innocence did not protect him from conflict from from trial from suffering from facing the adversary this is a comment that alfred mcbride made in one of his gospel commentaries there's a temptation well i'll speak for myself there's a temptation in the spiritual life to think that i can experience renewal without a corresponding or preceding crisis of some sort Taken a bit further, there's some lies that we can believe. That I can experience the resurrection without having to experience the cross. That I can be fit, physically speaking, without doing any exercise. That I can maintain my weight without having to cut back on any food. Or I can have whatever career I want without having to make any sacrifice whatsoever. The Gospel says that after John was arrested, so crisis, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news, renewal. Crisis precedes renewal. And what, what good news can I proclaim if I have not been through a period of crisis in my life and then experienced renewal? From again, from my personal experience... I would then just be speaking from my head, divorced from my heart, from the experiences of of life. But now I want my heart and my head to be in unison, working together because of and through the various experiences that we go through, which we collectively refer to as life. In his book, A Non-Anxious Presence, Mark Sayers wrote, One of the worst things that can happen to a leader is for them to have success before they have been humbled, broken, and prepared by the Lord. So, my dear friends, as we begin this season of of Lent, focusing on how crises do precede renewal, we enter into the wilderness, let's not miss out Let's not miss out on what the Lord wants to do with us and for us and through us in this season of Lent. When we feel the burn in our spiritual muscles, or even hear some grumbling in our stomachs because of our fasting, it means that we're growing. It means that we're growing specifically in the virtue of humility. And as I said in an earlier podcast, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less often. The psalm we have here today from Mass, Psalm 25, says that he, the Lord, instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. We want to be teachable in this season of Lent, not only through or as a result of what we're going through now, but also allowing the Lord Jesus to take us back in time. We're going back in time in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, after having read about the healings that Jesus did in the latter part of Mark, chapter 1. But these came about as a result of and after the time of crisis that Jesus spent in the wilderness. Let me just end by reading to you an excerpt from Alfred McBride's commentary on the Gospels uh, for this particular first Sunday of Lent. It's called Facing Lent. Few of us associate the time of Lent with good news, particularly if that means facing the adversary within us and around us. At the beginning of Lent, the church always takes us into the wilderness with Jesus to face the power that is opposed to the gospel. The good news is that we do this with Jesus and in the company of his followers. It's important for us to remember that. We're always with Jesus and he's always with us. We're with our brothers and sisters. We're with those who themselves have had an experience and those who still have yet to have an experience of hearing the Lord say, you are my beloved daughter, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. None of us should have to face the wilderness alone. None of us should be thrown back on our own resources. We are all tempted. We all fall. We all sin. Sometimes we might wonder if there is an exit from the wilderness. When is this crisis going to be over? When am I going to experience the renewal? All of us need to hear, like Jesus, the voice of our Father that recognizes us as his beloved children. When we hear that voice, the voice of our Father calling us, that voice, the call to repent, is the call to stay in the company of the one who loves us. The gospel challenges us to change our minds about the way we think, change our hearts about how the gospel can be ignored, to change our ways about habits of sin. This is a lifetime's task. Jesus did not overcome Satan in the wilderness. He achieved that only in his death. Lent reminds us of our need to begin again, Facing the enemy within us. And the good news is that we do that when we take the road that leads to the kingdom of God. So let us pray. Place your hand in your heart again, my dear friends. We pray, first of all, come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love so, Lord Jesus, in this season of Lent, we do enter into the wilderness with you and with our brothers and sisters. We're not alone, Lord. Help us to always remember that. We are not alone. We are with them. We are with our fellows. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us to encourage us. Lord Jesus, you are our hope. We pray, Lord, for those who are really struggling right now, those who are lacking hope, those who are tempted to give up, those who believe there is no hope, that you would, Jesus, speak gently to each of our hearts and encourage in us, Lord, the truth of our identity, that we are indeed your beloved children, Lord, that you call us each by name. That's how much you love us, Jesus. And you're with us, Jesus. You're with us in this season of Lent. Help us, Lord, to enter into the season one day at a time. To come to to, to an experience of true renewal. True renewal, Jesus, through this crisis that we call Lent. You have already won the victory, Lord. You've conquered sin and death. And we claim that victory right now, Jesus. And live in the power of your Holy Spirit. Continue to call us back to yourself, Jesus. Especially anyone who has been away from you in confession for a long time, Lord that you would speak gently to our hearts. Make it possible, Lord Jesus. Give us the grace to do what we need to do, Jesus, so we can receive you, we can encounter you, we can know you, and we can love you as you love us. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us today. Amen. Okay, there you go, my dear friends. From now onward for the next couple of weeks, I will be making my weekly videos and the parishes where I'm at. Please stay tuned for more parts to this series of Crisis precedes Renewal in the season of Lent. In the meantime, if you're new, please do me the honor of subscribing. Please send me your comments. Please send me your prayer intentions. And know that I do pray for you and thank you in advance for your financial donations, which help keep this ministry afloat. God bless you now. Remember stay caffeinated, and that when we are powerless, that is when we are strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.